want to share with us this morning a message that I've titled, Accessing Divine Help Through Thanksgiving and Praise. Accessing Divine Help Through Thanksgiving and Praise. Amen? There is always help from above to the child of God. There is always help from above. There is always help from the throne of grace to the child of God. Amen? And pastor has given us this wonderful banner of this lovely lady lifting her hands up in praise and adoration to God. In praise and thanksgiving to God. She may have gone through a lot of trials. She may have seen a lot of pain. She may have seen a lot of rejection. She may have encountered a lot of troubles. But at the end of it all, she is standing to give praise and thanks unto the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know what you may have gone through this year, 2017. But in it all, through it all, Today, you can stand to give thanks and glory unto the Lord. No matter the pain, no matter the distress, no matter the discomfort, no matter the challenge may have been, you are still here the last day of 2017, December 2017. So, our goal deserves our thanks. Our goal deserves our praise. Hallelujah. Amen. My key scriptures for today, the first one that we shall look at is Joshua 1, 9. Shall we look quickly at Joshua chapter 1, verse 9? Accessing divine help through thanksgiving and praise. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. If you've got it, Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid, not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Accessing divine help through thanksgiving and praise. You know, every crisis situation that the people of God encounter is an opportunity for God to show up. Every crisis situation that a child of God encounters is a potential for your rising. Every crisis situation, no matter what it is. Every situation that looks like a death situation, that looks like a situation that is going to take you under, it is an opportunity, it is a potential for God to lift you up. Amen? But there is a key to it. There is a key to your lifting. There is a key to your rising. Hallelujah. There is a key to your rising. There is a key to your 
getting out of that situation. There is a key to your lifting in that crisis situation. No crisis will take you under. Amen? There is no crisis that can take you under. Because God is on your side. Hallelujah. Shall we look at Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10? Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. Here again the Bible is encouraging us. Fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Fear not. Fear not. If God did not allow you to go under in the first month of 2017, which is January, he will not allow you to go under in the last month of 2017. Fear not. And be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you Yes, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God, again, is encouraging somebody this morning. You may be saying, what is he on about? He doesn't know my pain. He doesn't know my discomfort. He doesn't know the things that I struggle with at night. He doesn't know the tears that I shed on my pillow at night. What is he on about? The word of the Lord to you this morning is, My daughter, my son, fear not, for I am with you, and be not dismayed. I am your God. He hasn't changed. But there is a key to accessing divine help from above. There is always help from above to the people of God. Again, shall we look at Isaiah chapter 43? From time to time, we need to remind ourselves of these precious promises in the word of God. Because the enemy is relentless in his attack against the people of God. The scripture that we read this morning, the Bible said, a great horse came against Judah. And the Bible says, Judah means praise, the people of God. The Bible says, Jesus Christ, he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. But the enemy wanted to silence judah hallelujah the enemy will not silence your praise i said the enemy will not silence your praise you know this nation that we we know today about syria it has been causing trouble since bible times but there is a god in heaven the bible says the people the very people that God will not allow the Israelites to attack them when they came out of Egypt. They now mobilize other nations against them. And they were coming against the nation of Judah. Jehoshaphat and his people. And the Bible said that Jehoshaphat feared. Hallelujah. But there is a way out of this situation. Isaiah 43. But now that says the Lord. Who created the old Jacob? You can put your name there. I'll put my name there, Cephas. And he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. This one now is a love letter to you. You have to personalize it. When you pass through the waters, 
I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fires, they shall not be, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flames scorch you. Verse 3. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in your place. I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. Fear not. There is a way out of every crisis situation. And there is divine help available to you. There is divine help available to you. There are seven things to do in a crisis situation. We will look at one of them. And that is not to fear and not to panic. Not to fear not to panic. The next thing to do is to have faith in God. In Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Nor has he spoken and will he not make it good? You know, if God was like one of us, some of us, we, we, we would have been forgotten on the earth. But the Bible is saying that God is not a man that he should lie. God is not a man. The God that you serve, the God that you, you believe, the God that you have come to, the God that called you, even when you were not yet born, the Bible says that he is not a man that he should lie. Whatever God has spoken to you, whatever God has spoken concerning your life, whatever be the prophecy that the Lord God has given concerning your life, the word of God is saying today that he is not a man that he should lie. God is not man that he should lie. Man can change. Like we heard this morning through the worship, man's love can be conditional sometimes. When he feels like it. But the word of God is saying, God is not a man that he should lie. Whatever be the word that God has spoken concerning your life. Whatever be the word that God has spoken concerning your life. Your future, your destiny. The word of God is saying that God is not a man that he should lie. Not a son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? And will he not do it? God will make his word good in your life. For now it may not look it. But God will make his word good in your life. And you will stand like that lady with two hands lifted to give glory and honor unto the Lord. There is a time, there is a time coming, a day of deliverance. When the army came against Jehoshaphat and his people, the Bible said he feared, but the Spirit of the Lord came upon a descendant of a Levite and he gave the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. God is not a man. For now it may not look it, but hold on to the word of the Lord. That word shall not fail. As we heard this morning, the word of the Lord shall not return void. It shall accomplish whatever the Lord has sent it to accomplish. God's purpose for your life 
shall come to pass. I'm telling you this morning that God's purpose, the destiny that God has written on your life, even before your mom and dad decided to come together, that destiny shall come to pass. But there is a responsibility on your part to believe the word and to walk in the light of the word that has been spoken concerning your life. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. The Bible says, you know, those that come to God must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And some of the ways to diligently seek God is to seek him through thanksgiving and prayer. Is to seek him through thanksgiving and praise even in the midst of the turmoil, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the no good report. When the letter comes, they say there's nothing else that we can do. But there is a God in heaven. There is a God in heaven. You know, sometimes you may receive a letter they have come from the court of appeal and they said, now there is no more appeal. You don't have any appeal in this matter. But God is able to overturn decrees. God is able to overturn decrees. God is able to take away a king and bring somebody around. Hallelujah. Somebody to favor you. Amen. You have to believe of the Lord. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. In Acts chapter 16 verse 25, the Bible says, Paul and Silas, they were in Philippi. And they were doing the ministry. That's when Lydia was baptized. But the Bible said there was a slave girl that followed Paul and Silas, crying, these are the servants of the Lord who have shown us who have shown us the way of salvation. Really, she wasn't about the way of salvation. It was about making money. But the Lord of God was being in his spirit and he rebuked that spirit in the slave girl. And what happened? All of a sudden, you know, the people that she was working for now see that an end to their illicit business has come. They decided to throw Paul and Silas, you know, to make a complaint against them and they were thrown into jail. But the Bible said that at midnight, at midnight, at midnight, when Pastor Laden was reading that scripture, I said, Lord, I thank you because you have performed your word. Pastor Laden read that scripture from Psalm 30, from verse 5. It said that the anger of the Lord may endure for a moment, but his favor is for life. The favor of God is for life. The favor of God is upon your life. It may not look it. Now, but the Bible says, the judge shall live by their faith. Not by what you see or by what you feel. Feelings will change. Circumstances will change. Situations will change. Even our, even our physical bodies change. But the judge shall live by his faith. At midnight. At midnight. They were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Endure for a night, 
But joy comes in the morning. Before we see the new year, your joy will spring forth. Amen. I said before we see your, the new year, your joy will spring forth. Amen. According to your faith, be in the Lord to you. Hallelujah. At midnight, they began, you know, if you are, the Bible said that their feet was put in the stocks. And in those days, you can imagine, it's not the kind of prisoner we have today with a plasma TV on the corner. Yeah, three plus meal with a pool table there, PlayStation, Play, FIFA 2016. No, it's not that kind of prison. It's not that kind of prison where they're able to smuggle a smartphone into the jail and do business outside. It's not that sort of prison. But the Bible said that at midnight, Paul and Silas know that there is divine power from above. They got hold of the key. Paul and Sarah got hold of the key. You know, God is not a respectful person. Regardless of your way, you see, that's what God is good. You know, whether you are black, whether you are short, whether you are a bit ferocious, whether you are a bit skinny, whatever your height, whatever your skin color, whatever your accent, as you as mine, if you get hold of the key, he, he will attend to you. Everything. And the key to the 
accessing divine help is thanksgiving and prayer. It's the powerful weapon. Sometimes we don't even need. I'm not saying that fasting and prayer is no good. Fasting in a prayer is no good. But sometimes you need a specific key for a specific door. For every door, there is a key designed for that door. Hallelujah. So your specific talent requires a specific key to unlock that door. You need to get hold of that key. If you don't know, you know, say, Lord, what is the key to this challenge? This book that is terrorizing me in this office, Lord, what is the key to that solution? Father, give me a key so that I have peace in this office that I can look forward to going to work. Hallelujah. A few months ago, I was going through that challenge and I said, Lord, what is the key? They said, my son, what about Shako Rakaba? People that even maybe I thought they didn't like me, they now began to speak on my behalf. God will give you the key. You will access that key. And you will unlock the door to your destiny. Hallelujah. First, look, there's a glorious future awaiting all of us. There's a glorious future awaiting all of us. Oh, Jesus, I thank you. As I begin to bring this message to the close now, you know, time will not permit us. Moses, Bible said, Moses, when he came to the Red Sea, the people begin to fret and to panic. Now, the second thing that you need to do is to hear the command and to obey. Is to hear what the Lord has said and to obey. You know, Jesus Christ, and, and, and there was a crisis at that moment of Canaan in, in John chapter 20. The, the world has run out as a crisis situation. There's no way that, you know, his mom wanted to, you know, mothers always want to problem solve. They always, you know, they are. But multitasking people, mothers. God bless you, mothers. The Lord bless our mothers. You know. And she quickly want to step in, want to you know, solve this. He said, Look, what is your business in here? And then she said, Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever the Lord has told you to do, just do it. They did it. And then the situation that looked like a crisis was turned around. Your situation will turn around. I said, so Turn around in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And as you obey, as you obey, you will take delivery of your miracle and you will enjoy rest. I say you will enjoy rest. In that second Chronicles chapter 13, the Bible says that and the whole support. I think verse. Is it verse 22? The Bible says from verse 21. The Bible says, and Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah enjoyed rest. You know, you remember, he said, but well, you were three days eating that in the storm because there was so much. You know, there are people who are dead men walking, who have got a lot of jewelry and a lot of 
They are alive, but they are dead men in the spirit. And those people have got a lot of treasure, they have a lot of possessions that God wants you to take home and to use for his kingdom. The Bible says that they enjoy rest. Let's rest your feet.